Welcome to Elzegory listeners. I'd like to welcome you back. This is the big episode 44. So a big thank you out there for my two listeners and the dog. Of course, our dog is the producer. So this, we, we get what we get here, right? This is um, Today we got some pretty interesting topic. I'm actually responding to an email I got some time ago, and I didn't respond to it right away, mainly because it was Facebook buried it in all their metaware. And this interesting email popped up and it was from a Christian psychic. And they're asking me, gosh, Mike, why are you upset about psychics? You know, I'm a Christian psychic medium. What's, what's the big deal? And the way the person presents email, I'll show it to you. They were very gracious about it. They're actually asking what, you know, what's up with this? What's wrong? They didn't know. Um, so rather than hammer them, um, I put together something else. I hope will edify this soul and other souls about, what the issue is about being a Christian psychic. I think even the, from the pulpit, a lot of people don't understand what is this, what's going on. There's gifts of discernment, and then there's this, this thing about being a psychic and a psychic medium. What's the difference between the two, and why is one an abomination of God and the other is okay? So, let's dive into the subject matter, guys. I'm so glad for you guys to be back. It's been a while. I've been on the road, and I really wanted to produce some material. I actually have three or four shows put together now. And I'm trying to run this whole thing off a of MacBook Air rather than my um, supercomputers at home where I can process stuff like crazy. So I think we got this stuff down enough where I can start producing off my MacBook Air. Of course, I don't have my sure SM7B and all that good stuff, but it is what it is. So you guys probably recognize this is a different bunker. I don't. I'm in the Bible Belt. I am in the South. It's kind of cool. So no further ado, let's dive into here. What's this stuff Mike's talking about? I am your host, Reverend Michael Norton, the missionary with the microphone. Um, I'm the CEO of M16 Ministries. We are a miracles and warfare ministry. We do counseling for satanic ritual abuse, heavily traumatized. I also deal with spiritual warfare, and I go off and do some of the harder cases of exorcisms. So, yeah, I was the head of Night Strike Homeless Ministry from 2006 to 2016. That was kind of fun on the streets. That's where I got my spiritual warfare experience. That's where I get my credentials from, guys. Well, Mike, how do you get your credentials? I got it on the streets, baby. That's where it happened. Miracles and Warfare Deliverance Healing Ministries for three years um, at my old church. And again, I said I'm a ritual abuse counselor and a spiritual director. I was a co-pastor for Remnant Church for several years. That was our church for uh, ritual abused people. We, we had them come in on Saturday nights. They had their own churches for Sundays, but Saturday night, they're allowed to be raw. And the parts were allowed to come out during services, and we could work with them. So it was a very safe environment for him. That kind of collapsed during COVID. Kind of fizzled, but God's got me a new PAS now. I'm not to worry about that. God reorged me. I am the author of Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare, a field guide to advanced spiritual warfare, and cosmology and demonology in Genesis 1 through 11. Again, I've been a missionary in spiritual warfare in Ethiopia, Guyana, Haiti, Vietnam, and Cambodia. So let's get these credentials out of here. There they go. What are we on to today? Back to the contents of the show. This is the baseline of it. Can a Christian be a psychic? Paranormal shows feature psychics who wear crosses and use prayers for expelling spirits. The psychics claim they have a gift. Where does this gift come from? Those are the two items I want to talk about today. I mean, you see on the, the ghosts of, was the ghosts of, I don't know, Fu Manchu now, wherever the town they're in, they're always going to solve this problem. Like, why are these ghosts all active now? One was Morgan City. Now there's one with Dave Schrader and... Uh, Cindy Caza, they're trying to solve the mystery too. 
They always um, come in with the psychics. They do the psychic stuff. There's psychic reading, psychic scribbling. And then they try to do this Christian stuff to expel a demon. That's good. It's all over the place, like total identity crisis on what your spirituality is. But what they're doing is, and if you understand this, they're coming from a spiritual perspective that all roads lead to eternal life. They do, but all roads don't lead to Jesus. Make sense? There's heaven and there's hell. We know that since the ancient times. The Ugrits knew about it in the writings, and the Hebrews knew about it. There's, There's Sheol. And there's heaven. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus. There's not this, all these ways through happy eternal life. There's a lot of very good-intentioned rich people in graveyards who didn't make it. I don't want to digress here, but this is what's going on, right? It's universality that we're dealing with here. And I want to show you there is no universality, and it's a lie. It's a big lie. And what we're going to do now is going to try and unravel it. So again, my, my premise when we the show was, in this episode, I'm going to respond to a question that came to my Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare Facebook inbox from a Christian psychic. And that email reads, read that email, Mike. A person told me about you. I've not had time to find out what you are about as I am really busy. But they say you don't like psychic mediums, etc. I'm a real psychic medium and a true follower of Christ He does give people gifts like this. I have helped so many people through me, or I should say God has helped many people using me. God gets all the glory. I know that, and I don't use Ouija boards or tarots. The visions I get are real. They have been proven. I'm not attacking, as I said. I do not even know if what I'm telling telling me is true. I would like to know what you believe. Thank you. Okay, so that was a very open-worded, you know, hey, I'm willing to receive some information here. So what I did was, um, like he said, he didn't want to attack me, which is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a rarity, you know? So, I, I mean, I'm going to open the same grace back to him. What I want to do is, to respond to this insult correctly, I compiled information on, on why and where it is in the Bible. So a lot of people don't know where it's at in the Bible and how the ancients even knew about this stuff. So I want to respond to this soul very graciously and help open his eyes as to what a gift is and how universalism, spiritualism can derail Christian gifting into the wrong areas. So here we go. So let's establish a baseline. What is a psychic medium? And how do psychic mediums operate? So what I want to establish here is on the paranormal shows, the ghost-busting shows, what is the world view of psychic mediums? Pulling directly from the world's eye view of spiritualism, Oprah Winfrey, the expert, right, on everything spiritual. I pull my source from Oprah Daily, September 27th, 2019 article titled, Mediums Don't Actually Talk to the Dead. There's more to mediums than candles and crystal balls. And I'm going to put the link to this article in um, the show notes here. Let's see what Oprah has to say. So what does she say about psychic mediums? In other words, a medium is someone who is able to communicate with souls On the other side, Keely White, a licensed psychotherapist and spiritual medium, says, However, contrary to popular belief, mediums do not speak with the dead. There is no such thing as death. Huh. White explains, There is only a transition from physical being to the spiritual being, and mediums are sensitive and intuitive enough to hear, feel, and see information coming from the other side. It's an interesting concept. 
See, again, it's universalism, right? It's going to distort the truth of what's happening. This is a distortion. So I went to the other great source, Wikipedia. What do they have to say on, on the worldly view of psychic mediums? Again, this link to this article will also be in the show notes. Mediumship is a practice of purportedly mediating communication between familiar spirits or spirits of the dead and living human beings. Practitioners are known as mediums or spirit mediums. They are different types of mediumship or spirit channeling, including seance tables, trance, and Ouija. I want to interject here, too, and we'll see this in a bit, that the word medium is a very old world word. And it actually appears in Hebrew as like mediate or medium. Um, and so it's actually cascaded through time, which is kind of interesting here. So our sources that we point back to Hebrew and um, the Masoretic Hebrew, and I think early Ugrit may have had it, but I don't want to go there because I don't understand that. I can't read that. That this is a very old term. And despite what Oprah says, oh, it's not really talking to the dead, you know, that's not what this is. They're, they're, they're talking to the dead. And we'll see why, and we'll see what the ancient Hebrews believed about it, too. So several different variants of mediaship have been described. Arguably, the best-known forms involve a spirit reportedly taking control of a medium's voice, this is possession, and using it to relay a message, or where the medium simply hears the message and passes it on. Other forms involve materialization of the spirit or presence of a voice and telekinetic activity. We have seen this in the little ghost hunter shows with their little spirit boxes and their little meters and their little flashlight flashings and all that good stuff, right? There's activity going on and they're communicating with the dead. This is necromancing. Psychic meaning is someone who uses spirits to communicate with other spirits and the dead. That is the Wikipedia worldly definition. That's what we're going to run with because that pretty much is the world definition. Psychic medium is someone who uses spirits to communicate with other spirits and the dead. This is the definition we're using here. That's pretty worldly. So let's dive in. We know what the worldview is. What is God's view of psychic mediums? And it's pretty old and it's in the Old Testament. So Deuteronomy 18 lays out the rules for Levites and priests. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 17 outlines to priests the practices that are abominable to the Lord. Again, these are abominable. It's called out. What practices are these, Mike? Abominable practices. Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. Let's start. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. Verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering. Anyone who practices divination, tells fortunes, or interprets omens, or sorcerer. Verse 11, or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead. There it is right there, Deuteronomy 18, verse 11. Let's continue on. Verse 12, whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. 13. You shall be blameless to the Lord your God. Verse 14. For these nations which you are about to dispose, listen to fortune tellers and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. A couple of things here. So if that light bulb's going on and why you can't be a Christian medium, there it is right there. I want you to hold the brakes right now, not be upset about this, because God fully redeems this gift, but you have to repent for it. Very interesting stuff. 
So you see these psychic mediums on, um, you know, ghost adventures. They're going to a, a site where there's demonic activity, and they bring the psychic. And they all, they all, even Zach does it now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to go, or he'll taunt him with it. In the name of Jesus Christ, here's some holy water. Am I making you mad? I'm taunting you. You know, that sort of stuff. That's back to um, depart from me. I never knew you in Matthew. That's what Jesus tells these people. He never knew them. They don't know him. They think there's always to heaven. It's not true. Or always to eternal afterlife. No, we don't die. We just kind of cross over. Hey, you cross over to what? There's two different doors. That light bulb needs to go on now. What's happening here? This is very old information. This is nothing new. This is nothing uh, like a deliverance minister. Oh, shame on you. You guys should not be uh, doing this, uh, you know, mediumship. You're all going to hell. You know, repent, repent. Well, it's kind of true, but I want to point you where this is. It's very old. And there's charismatic churches that thinking that through the grace of God and the work on the cross, you know, we're not on the side of sinners anymore. And that's a blatant lie. We cannot abuse the grace that was given to us on the cross. We still abide to what's an abomination to God. God was the same today, tomorrow, and he was yesterday. Therefore, if this was an abomination to him 4,000 years ago, it's an abomination to him today, and it will be tomorrow. Therefore, we are not to talk to the dead. Period. We'll get to why. There's, there's inform- it's all in the Old Testament. It's very interesting. We just kind of skip over it. You know, it's the, the Gospels have to map back to the Old Testament. We look at this stuff. It's all Paul had. It's all John had. It's all Peter had. And, you know, Jesus is reading for the Septuagint and quoting it, right? It was in Greek. It was a Greek translated from Hebrew. It was all, it was all Old Testament. That's what, that was their Bible back then. So I want to go to an excellent source. My guy, Dr. Michael Heiser, in his book, Demons. Pages 17 through 19 provides the following information for both Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, which we covered, and from the book of Leviticus. Great stuff here. This guy hammers it out. Michael Heiser is amazing. This is titled Knowing What. Um, and the Hebrew is Yidi Oni. I butchered that. Let's see if I can see the Yidi Oni. Yeah. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14 lists a number of abominable practices forbidden to Israelites. Run pro- prohibition is utilizing the services of Shoal Obi Wel Yidiyam, literally one who inquires of the spirit or a knowing one. Deuteronomy 18, 11. Remember we covered that one. Where it says this is, this is an abomination to him. The term Yidi Oni means to know. Knowing one and occurs 11 times always with the term Ob. Just like a spirit. It's Hebrew for spirit. English translations at times render this word as medium, which obscures something of note about its meaning. Several passages clearly have the term referring to spirit entities being channeled, not to the human channeler. Passages in Leviticus illustrate this point. Do not turn to spirits, but to the ones who have knowledge, do not seek them out and make yourselves unclean by them. I am Yahweh your God. Leviticus 19.31. Did you catch that one? Do not seek them out and make yourselves unclean by them. If you channel the dead, anytime in the Old Testament you came in contact with the dead, you were defiled and you cannot go before the Lord. Right? It's a defilement. That's why God, that's one of the reasons why God doesn't want you to be a, a psychic medium. You come in contact with the Lord, it's a defilement for him. If a person turns to the spirits, to those who have knowledge, pouring after them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from among his people. Leviticus 26. 
A man or woman who has a spirit or knowing one in them shall surely be put to death, shall be stoned with stone with stones, their blood shall be upon them. Leviticus twenty twenty seven. Okay, here's where we can exercise grace, right? We're not going to stone these people anymore, but God wants them to come to the foot of the cross, lay this abomination down, and get their gifting redeemed. We're going to go into this. It is a gifting, but it's a hijacked one. I want to talk about this. Let's finish up here from Dr. Michael Heiser. The point made here not escape the reader. While Yudian, knowing one, or oh, many times may be used of human mediums, the failure to note that they also refer specifically to supernatural entities results in missing Old Testament terminology for evil spirits. The dead, metium, we can now look at the rest of Deuteronomy 18.11. It contains another term relevant to our studies. Israelites were forbidden to the services of one who inquires of a spirit or knowing one or one who inquires of the dead. There it is, metium, right? That's the Hebrew. The word metium is distinguished from the two preceding terms, Isaiah 8.19, the only other passage with metium occurs with Yidi 1, excuse me, Yidi Onai and Ob. It could be read that way, but also be understood as associating the terms. And when they say to you, inquire of the spirits and the knowing ones who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? Right? So God gave us a way. We don't need to talk to the dead. On this side of the cross and on the side of grace, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit, the indwelling Jesus, where we can interact with information and we don't need to defile ourselves, right? The indwelling Jesus is a blessing. We talk to him. The indwelling Holy Spirit, we can communicate through him. And that's how we deal spiritual discernment through the Holy Spirit. We'll get more to this, but I want to finish up here. I want you to see this. See, inquire of the dead, metium, that is a Hebrew word. We're still using it. The term metium could therefore be a distinct reference to spirit entities in the realm of the dead or perhaps a subset of Yidi, Onai, and Ob. The latter choice will still allow the term to retain distinctiveness. I raise a semantic issue for a reason here. Hebrew metium, which definite article as in the two verses above, occurs 12 times in all instances where the context does not have divination in view. The clear reference is dead human beings. Numbers 17, 13 through 14, Numbers 25, verse 9, Judges 16, verse 30, Ruth 1, verse 8, and verse uh, 2, verse 20, Psalms 115, verse 17, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 2, and chapter 9, 3. The two passages from Ecclesiastes have the afterlife dead in view. I suggest then that metium and passages forbidding divination. Redivinatory contact refers specifically to the disembodied spirits of dead people as opposed to non-human spiritual spirits. This must be the case as well for reasons of logic. It would make sense that the dead refers to human beings who have died for all humans die. The same idea is not applicable to non-human spirit beings, the demonic, or angelic. There is nothing in the Bible to indicate a belief that spirits had determined lifespans. Their demise would take a specific decision from the Creator, Psalm 82, verse 6 through 7. Consequently, a term like obat may refer to either kinds of disembodied spirit, but metium, the Hebrew word, speaks of the human dead in the underworld. Okay, we've established that, right? So God and Oprah Winfrey are talking about the same thing right now, but different views. Um, 
One's a blessing and one's a curse. Whoever you listen to. All blessings come from Jesus, so therefore what Oprah's saying, it, it's cursing you. That's what she's doing. She's the expert on cursed spirituality. But it is. So as we establish our baseline, what is God's view of psychic mediums? We kind of hammered it out with Dr. Michael Heiser. What we are looking at from the Hebrew perspective is that communicating with the dead was forbidden. Why? Because it obviously worked. They were able to communicate. We see on TV shows now, we can communicate with the dead. There's a veil we can communicate across with our little spirit boxes, and it's a defilement, right? And we see these guys like, here's the engineer such and such. He's a top guy, and you know, they always bring him on these investigations. Here's a new toy he built to communicate with the dead. You ever think that's not demonically inspired to that person? It's crazy. So back to this. The Hebrews were to remain clean before Yahweh, and being in the presence of death is a form of defilement. Speaking to the dead is defilement and an abomination to God. God doesn't want us defiled. We are his children. He wants to come close to him. He wants to stay, stay with us. He wants to stay with him, right? And we can't do that. We defile ourselves. We have to remove ourselves from him. It's a separation. So clearly, what does it say about being a Christian medium? Now think about this a second. We covered it. You can't be a Christian medium because of defilement to God. And he told us not to do it. You know, it's disobedience. It's rebellion. He told us not to do this. So it's a cut and dry thing with God that we're not supposed to communicate with the dead. We're not do necromancy to talk to him. There are no exceptions. You're not a white witch. You can't be a Christian. You are not a Christian medium. It just doesn't work because it's an oxymoron and it says, I'm a Christian Satanist. I'm a Christian practitioner of these things, Satanism, that I think redeemed by Jesus. That now, things that are demonic are never redeemed by God. Okay, Mike, what do I do? I'm feeling bad now. Do I just, you know, do I just bail? What's going on here? What do we do? What do we do if we're in a situation for a Christian medium? How do we, you know, how do we deal with this? Let's, let's continue on more here. So is being a psychic a gift from God? So what is a spiritual gift then? Well, we see on, um, you know, it's, I think it goes to Morgan City and all those things are on Discovery Channel. We're always going to these towns, and these kids are being, um, you know, they're seeing the spirits. I mean, I saw spirits as a kid, too. And I, I ran through the same problem, too, because my mom goes, oh, it must be a gift. You can talk to spirits, you know. And I went down that, that bad alley, too. So I'm, I'm speaking from experience to you guys here, okay? <laughs> I'm lending a hand here. Lending a hand, get you guys out. So it is a spiritual gift. It is. And we'll find out what the enemy does, because the enemy doesn't give out gifts. The enemy hijacks them. So what happened here? What is a spiritual gift? God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Joel 2, 19 through 20. God pours out his spirit on all flesh. Everybody. Everybody. So let's look at that. Joel 2, 28 through 29. The Lord will pour out his flesh. And verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Even the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Who is it poured out on everyone? When we sneak into psychic shows, when we sneak into Burning Man, people have a Holy Spirit compass they don't know they have because the flesh was, I mean, the spirit was poured out in all flesh. So when we do these prophetic ministry things, they literally have this compass like on Burning Man. People literally walked over a mile across the <laughs> this small town in Burning Man in Nevada. That was like, um, I didn't over the past couple of years, but it was fascinating to see people go, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, I was just drawn to this tent, and we start doing ministry and stuff, and it's amazing. 
Same thing in psychic fairs. We have the longest line in psychic fairs. We're doing prophetic ministry. These people like they're blown away because their Holy Spirit compass is pointing them from the regurgitated vomit in the psychic fairs over to the Holy Spirit, the real stuff. You know, they get to smell the good stuff. It's like cookies baking in a room, right? Oh, it's a good smell. I'm going this way. That's what's going on. The Spirit's poured out all flesh, and we have it, and we can use it. Therefore, if a person hasn't accepted Jesus yet, that gift could still be active. And that's not, you know, what's happening when we see a child that's seen spirits. Oh, my God, a child's a gift. We didn't give him the psychic and train him up. That's how the enemy hijacks it. That's what the enemy does. You had a gift from God to be able to discern it. It's amazing stuff. Amazing. But we have to know what to do here. That's what I want to cover today. Spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Right? Not pulling wool over eyes here, right? This is all good stuff. Verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit... And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. It's not the voodoo priest. It's not Shiva. It's not whatever. It's not Buddha. You know, it's God. Verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. What Spirit? The Holy Spirit. The indwelling Holy Spirit you receive when you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Verse 8. For to one is given the spirit, the utterance of wisdom, and to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. Ding, 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 ding. What is that? Right? That's the gift. That's the gift. Oh, that person's seeing, that little child's seeing spirits must be a gift. Yeah, it's from the Holy Spirit. It's not a weird gift, you know, that was just taught in there, like, oh, you need to become a psychic now. Okay, let's continue on. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. In verse 11, all these are empowered by one and the same Holy Spirit. Inflection mind. But portions to each one individually as he, the Holy Spirit, wills. So since God poured out his Spirit on all of us, when we sense a spirit or to see spirit, it is through God's gift of discernment of spirits. That's what's going on. We live in a spiritual realm, a spiritual cosmology, where the realm of death doesn't have latitude and longitude or geographical or GPS coordinates, but exists with us through a veil. So we can sense it. It's down here with us. We know that from the Bible. Jonas told his soul was on the ground or under earth in those different places. We know from these different paranormal shows that there's veils that are thin or some people use um, conjuring powers and open up portals to these veils they shouldn't be opening in the first place. And I see we're seeing a lot of that now. A lot of darkness happening from people practicing this necromancy, practicing the witchcraft. So a discerning soul only operates through the Holy Spirit. So when I go into a haunting, I'm not a medium or channeling. I walk in, I have an indwelling Holy Spirit in me, and I'm getting information. I either Feel or sense, or sometimes, you know, discernment acts in different ways. Sometimes it's in the, the head, you know, you feel like a tingling, or you feel 
um, something rumbling in your chest or a pressure on your chest, you know, if it's demonic, something in your stomach, and it can act like a compass when it works with intensity. Sometimes the grace of God, he'll allow you to see something. In those. Or through the Holy Spirit, he will tell you what's going on or what's in there. Unlike the psychics who are channeling through a medium. There's better fidelity and there's better information through the Holy Spirit. He's God. He created these creatures and he knows something dead or if it's something in uh, a human spirit, I, you know, like a, a demonic spirit. So what happens? When a soul accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, this becomes a redeemed gift through justification of salvation. So God's going to use it, right? So in my walk, I, you know, I had some problems. I was already redeemed, but I was still operating in psychic modes because of all I knew how to use it. So I walked better with Jesus, right? I was just, he had to teach me how to use this. It's far different from when I was using the psychics. I was seeing stuff. Oh, wow, it's cool. This ghost over there. When God changed it. It was more like an Iron Man suit with <laughs> heavy technology, sensors, things going on. It's crazy. It's just, you know, the amount of information the Holy Spirit can give you. It's not coming through a spirit. Jesus, thank you. Redeemed gifts, God. So that, you get that? So if you're a Christian psychic, your gift isn't redeemed. Redeem it. You know, take that coupon in. It's free. Redeem it. Right? Turn it in. It's like Bed Bath and Beyond. Bring your gift in. Bring your coupons. Bring your redeeming gift. Like Jesus, Jesus, I want to redeem this. Um, your information will be so much more dead on. Phenomenal. And information just drops in. You don't have to do stupid spirit writings, all this other stuff like that. That stuff's dangerous, man. I've had people I worked with spirit writing. It took them so long to break it. The spirit just take over their hands and violently do it or expel them. And it took some, some people took over a year to expel that because they subjugated themselves to allowing that demon to operate their hands. Well, interesting stuff here. I'm just telling you guys the truth. It is what it is. And I just, I just want the eyes to be open, you know, and for you guys to get help and to operate on the good side, operate in the Holy Spirit empowerment, not through a medium or a demonic spirit, right? It's ugly little things, right? You don't want to operate those. So, one's redeemed. So, if it's a psychic medium, like on TV, and they're going, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to get out, you know, and they're going through the place, like, you know, that stuff. Satan hijacks spiritual gifting by seeking out souls with gifts of discernment. And that's what happened to these psychics. And deceiving them, deceiving them, deceiving them, right, into being psychics. They never consider where the gifting came from. They never think about it. Who gave me this gifting, right? And then they'll... Lies upon lies, the spiritualism comes in and tells them it's something else, or it's just, you know, to them and they're born with it. Yeah, they were, but who gave them the gift? Satan can't give gifts, right? The hijacked gift of discernment is defiled by the presence of medium spirits and speaking to dead and unclean spirits, a defilement of the, the Holy Spirit's gifting. What are we to do, Mike? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, what are we to do? So I want to go back now. And let's look at this person's email he sent me. person told me about you, and I've had no time to find out what you're about because I'm really busy. But they say you do not like psychic mediums, right? It's not like I don't like the person, the soul. I despise because I understand what they're operating from. It's, it's not of God. And it's a deception, right? And it's going to lead to eternal damnation for them if they deal with it. That's why I don't like what psychic mediums are about. Because it's a lie and it draws more people into the lie, more people to be separated from God. So again from his email, I am a real psychic medium and a true follower of Christ. He does give people gifts like this. I have helped so many people through me, or I should say has helped many people using me. Okay. But I hope you understand here, my friend, that you are not a medium then, and you've got to get some things cleaned up in your life. 
What is going on here? You cannot be a psychic medium, right? It was called out in Hebrews, um, uh, Hebrew language in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, a medium, right? It's, it's God sees an abomination. But you do have a gift of discernment. You need to understand and repent on how you can use the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I would do it through not just, oh, I want to switch gears now. There's a path involved where you need to understand who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit is. And pursue them deeply first and let them talk with you and get you to a point where it's time to throw the light switch, you know, or power switch. Shutting this thing down or throwing a switch and turning this on. Right? Don't be like the, um, was it Simon the Magician that wanted to pay for the, the Holy Spirit to, to be able to do miracles and sign? You know, they don't want to do that. There's a borderline problem here. You need to get right with Jesus. I would say shut down your mediumship things for a while and just go deeper with Jesus and talk to Jesus and find out what this is and how your gifts can be redeemed. I'm going to help you with a little bit here, just, you know, so I'm not going to leave you hanging. So God also. It's all the glory, I know that, and I don't use Ouija boards or tarot cards. Visions I get are real or have been proven. So Prime is a prophetic gift. He's in a church where they don't understand who he is, or he's not involved in a church that understands who he is. We raised up properly. Again, he says, I'm not attacking. As I said, I don't know even what they are telling me is true. So I'm helping, my friend. This edifies on the questions you are asking. You're a Christian. You are not a psychic medium. You have a spiritual gift of discernment. And if you get visions, um, I don't know if you're seeing spirits these visions. It's, it could be through the grace of God, but I would get that redeemed first, you know, to talk with him. Or if these are visions of other stuff, it could be a prophetic gift as well. And we talked about that in 1 Corinthians 12 that I read. It's time to start getting right with God and filtering stuff. I shut it all down right now. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm in a place right now. We just shut this down so I can know about you. That's the proper way of doing it. Just stop this right now. Help me stop this, shut it down. And I want to be in a resting place until I understand what's going on, what is right, or what is wrong. That would be my advice to you. It's, it's be very careful, very careful. Start listening. You have a prophetic gift, sounds like you can hear God. I would start just shutting down everything and start dialing in God and make sure how you know you're listening to God. It's not your soul, it's not a demonic spirit interception. So I would work with hearing God. Some good stuff out there. Now, I'll put some stuff in the show notes for you. That before. Good books to look at for hearing God. Take your time with it. It's a walk. It's not something you snap your fingers and learn. In conclusion, Christian can't be a psychic medium, right? We've hammered this one. Any Christian that operates in the paranormal is under a false endonomic teaching. Sorry, Oprah, you're wrong. She's a universalist, and all her information leads you to hell. The Christian medium operates from a lower power. Get that, right? The being has lower power. A righteous soul, using the gift of discernment, operates under the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I invite you, whoever wrote this to me, to find out what that means and what it is empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Again, right now, because you're so in tune with spiritual stuff, you need to shut down and shutting stuff off and start getting in tune with what the Holy Spirit is inside you, right? So I'm not calling out, oh, you're in trouble for doing this and this. I'm trying to help you switch gears and get on the right side of the fence to help you out. Because if you'll find out like me, once you're, you're gifting, once you get it redeemed, it's so much better. And there's so much more protection, too, from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit if you walk into something dark. I've been in places, too, where I walked into a place with demonic activity, and there were people getting scratched. 
I was not getting scratched. And the people were more freaked out by saying, aren't you getting scratched? I said, no. So they wouldn't mess with me because of the Holy Spirit, right? So much stuff here um, we need to unpack. And psychics don't get it. Psychics think, you know, we're these crazy Christians that hop around, you know, speak in tongues, you know, we don't know how to kick out demons. And it's, it's, they've all been lied to by their medium spirits. Those mediums don't want, spirits don't want us around so we can kick them out. Remember Paul did, I think it was Acts 19 with the Pythonic spirit, the fortune-telling spirit? You know, that, that girl is demon-possessed, right? She invited it in. She probably ritually invited it in. She was a psychic. That's what she was. And that, that demon was upset that somebody was walking the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and it was annoying the heck out of Paul. Go look at that one. That's exactly what this is. She was a, a medium, right? That's what she was. Ah, I'll do an exercise here. What I'm going to do is I want to walk you through um, redeeming your gift. In some cases, there may be manifestations. In some cases, they're not. But I think if you're, you feel like you're close enough on the Christian side of the fence, you, need, you made some errors here. I think we can just appeal to Jesus for redemption here. And I'll walk you through this prayer. So Jesus, I appeal to you today. I take ownership over myself, my family line. I repent for operating as a psychic medium. I understand the abominations to you, my ways. I renounce being psychic medium. Defiling myself with communicating with the dead and unclean spirits. I renounce channeling spirits, being a medium, use of Ouija boards, divining rods, spirit writing, spirit boxes, devices I use to communicate with spirits. Please forgive me. I ask that you, Jesus, remove any and all spiritual attachments, vows, and subjugations I made with spirits to operate as a medium. Jesus, please clean me up and remove the defilements. I am sorry for allowing these things into my life and pushing you away from me. I ask you, Jesus, to come in close to me as deep calls to deep and bring healing. I only want you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill me as these spiritual attachments break off and depart. Fill this person, God. Fill them, fill them, fill them. Let them feel the empowerment. Let them feel it, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus, pull me in deeper to you and protect me, my family, my finances, my health my pets, my property, and my relationships as I renounce psychic mediumship. I ask for your complete forgiveness. In your name I ask, Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, for which every knee will bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess your preeminence. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. A couple things came to mind as I was reading this. I just want you to sit there and just, you know, listen and kind of relax in this. When my early days, when I switched over to deliverance ministry because I figured out I had to redeem the gift I had. There came a time I was already, God already thrust me in deliverance ministry where God said, okay, I need to shut down you last phases of operating like a medium and how it's operating. I didn't have a third eye, I think, and open one up, but just, you know, it's, it wasn't there, but there was some stuff that was just not operating properly under redeemed gifting. So I was doing deliverance with people. I was, you know, God already, he's already teaching me this stuff. And God goes, um, I'm going to shut you down so you feel nothing, see nothing, and uh, hear nothing. And there's only going to be me and you working with this person. It was the Holy Spirit and me. And I just want you to lay hands on them. I just want you to quietly just focus on me. And we'll work together and cast a demon. We did it quietly. It was, this was some crazy stuff for a couple of months. God goes, he was shutting me down and showing me the way he wanted me to do things with him. So I would just lay hands on a person and quietly pray in my head. 
and work with the Holy Spirit. And these things would just come out. And there was no, come out, come out. You know, it was just like, he was teaching me how, how, how business gets done, right? Daddy was showing me the family business. And this was amazing. And lo and behold, he started kicking things back in. I started you know, hearing again and stuff. But he showed me it was slightly different the way I want, he wanted to be tuned to me. So he had to shut me down, be quiet, and slowly rebooted me, if that makes sense to you out there. I don't know if you'll go through the same thing, but most likely he will because he wants the garbage cleaned out and he wants to show you how things work with him. Um, second of all, early on, my wife and I did a call from go um, help somebody for deliverance. We went to a house. It was haunting. Turns out the haunting was from Legion. I was attached to psychic medium. And we did ministry, and the husband was saying, you got to get these things out of my wife. you got to get my wife. She wakes up in the middle of the night and wants to kill me and all this other stuff. And, and so my wife and I worked with her, and we worked with her prophetically first, right? And what we did with her was um, Holy Spirit was there, and we turned off the demonic chatter, and God let her listen to heaven. And from the violence, within a moment, her face just comes across with this great, bright, gleaming smile. She's like, oh, my God, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the good guys. Do you want this? And I go, you'll have to renounce your mediumship. He said, no. Within five minutes, we were out of there. Husband's going, you're not going to do anything? You're not going to do anything? No, we showed her the higher power, and she, he came down. God came down through the legion and tuned into her, and she rejected it. She wanted to give up her mediumship. We had to bail. I'm just saying that's how much power it is. God can come down and just shut God shuts down the, the psychics for us at psychic shows, right? Um, we don't ask for it. He just wants people not to listen to garbage anymore. And we literally had um, psychics that were so flustered. We weren't doing anything, nothing, that they were losing business um, and they would close down in a day or two of the psychic show. And we go take over their booth. We kept expanding ours, right? It was crazy. I just want to let you know what, how much empowerment. If you're a psychic right now, if you're not even a Christian psychic listening to this, like, okay, I'm going to go turn to Mike. I want you to hear how much more power there is in empowerment of the Holy Spirit and what's going on. There is a God. And if you're a medium, you have been lied to. That's my message here. You've been lied to. Don't listen to those psychics on TV. I usually sit there and laugh at them at some of the stuff they do, but I shouldn't be because they're good people and they're not going to go to a very good place when they die. Not internal life here. So I just want to appeal to you. I'm not here to fling mud or you know be mean or anything like that. I just... I want you to know the truth. I want you to hear the truth. And this is where we're at. I've been through it. And I've been through the whole rebooting and redeem your gift. Your gift is from the Holy Spirit. It was a gift you were born with and some psychic needs to train you how to use it. That's a lot. It is a gift of discernment from 1 Corinthians 12. Go read that again. It was given from God and he wants you to use it. He wants to show you how to use it. He's incredible. So anyway, let's wrap up here today. In closing, announcements. Oh, um, very good. So I will be returning to the covert prophetic evangelism ministry field with Cindy McGill. She's on the Elijah list. Amazing woman. Um, we used to go out to her with Burning Man and stuff when we go to psychic fairs. Um, we're returning to the field in 2023. This is a missions field. You know, we go into places in America that are dark. I'm going back out in 2023 in January. I need your help to get there. Like I said, with recession and everything else, our donations are really super low right now. Um, I do need your help to get out there. You want to donate to this? We go, like, you know me, um, like I said, I'm talking to psychics right now. I'm going to go talk to people that are in very dark places, super dark, that Christians won't go. We'll freak them out. I don't want to reveal where we're going because that's part of the covert ministry, but very impactful in what we do. So 
you'd like to bless bless me and be a sender, I could sure use your help right now. Um, you can make donations to m16ministries at gmail.com through PayPal. And I'll get those. I'm a 501c3 M16 ministry, so it will be a tax write-off. Tax deductible, however you want to say it. Also, I have my books out there, A Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare. And there's also the Advanced Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare. A Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare is where I hand out people for hauntings or just you know, beginning learning deliverance, a great book. The Advanced Field Guide starts covering more of ritual abuse and things like that. It's very basic and covering it deeper because there's only so much we can go into that without working one-on-one with people. And of course, Cosmology and Demonology in Genesis 1-11, through 11, our newest release, that's an awesome book. If you're in deliverance or in spiritual warfare, you need to understand demonology and angelology, and it was pretty much all laid out in Genesis 1-11, through 11, and it's in my book. Gosh, Mike, where do we find your books? You can find them at www.afg2sw.com. See the slide there. And it'll also be on my show notes. You can go to a field guide, spiritualwarfare.blogspot.com is where I host my show notes and the show information, and you can find everything there. You guys are amazing. Um, that's it for today. I'm so glad I got this stuff kicked out while I'm on the road. I'm going to try to produce more. I'm sitting on top of tons of stuff. I didn't know how well this little MacBook Air would handle things, you know, 1.8 gigahertz. So I'm used to the monster system I have at home. So that's what we're doing now. You know, use what you got, right? God gave this one to me and we're going to use that. Love you guys. You're amazing. Till next time, I hope you find this information amazing. And if you're out there and you need help with, um, you know, Give me your spiritual gifts. Go to the website. You'll find me there. Or you can go to a field guide to spiritual warfare. There's a Facebook page there. M16 Ministries Facebook page. Talk to you later, guys. Till then. God bless. Amen.